everybody, this is Pastor George. Now, as you're getting into this particular series of podcasts, I want to thank you for coming back and joining us. It's been uh, it's been a, a long time since I've been able to do midweek podcasts, but I think it's time to get back to business. Now, this particular set of uh, set of podcasts, this this series of conversations here with my friend Jose, the very first one we did, I didn't realize that um, my my voice was being picked up in his microphone, so it created a little bit of an issue. So I had to do some creative editing in there. So if you hear some wonky audio in there a little bit, it's okay. That problem has been fixed. It won't bother us in the future, but wanted to let you know going into this one, it's not your speaker. That was my fault. So I hope you enjoyed the content. Lord bless you. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor George Gray coming back to you with In the Beginning Podcast, and we are doing something a little different here today. After a year off, because I needed a break, um, coming back with some weekly podcasts uh, on some different topics, other than just a Sunday afternoon, um, a Sunday sermon podcast, and I got my good friend here, Jose Estrada, um, <laughs> who is going to be joining me for this uh, this series of conversations, and um, I'm really looking forward to kind of getting back into to regular content production. Um, you know, every now and then you just need to take some time off and uh, kind of recharge, rethink, make sure that what you're doing is is right. And uh, uh, I've missed this enough to realize that this this is a, a very valid piece of piece of ministry that I want to get back into. So what we're going to be doing is, um, uh, you know, here, here's basically what we're doing in this in this process. We have been we've been talking a lot over the years about things that have been going on within the charismatic church. Just weird, you know, weird things that have happened with teaching, with um, some of the conversation around false teaching, and and uh, you know what we want to do is is try to approach this in a slightly different way. Um, there's a lot of discernment ministries online that talk about you know uh, how bad evangelicals are and how how bad the NAR teachings are, and we'll get into what all that stuff means at, at, an, at another time. But um, they're all coming at it from an outside of the evangelical community, mm-hmm. evangelical community viewpoint. And kind of putting everybody into the same box, you know, characterizing all evangelicals and charismatics in, in the same way. And that's just, just extremely not accurate um, because we don't all believe those things. And um, I think the way they're going about it, I understand the intentions. And a lot of the guys I actually really enjoy. And we'll talk about some some of who they are, you know, down the road. But um, I don't agree with the way they've characterized the charismatic movement. You know, and uh, as many times as they've encouraged people like me to abandon my charismatic roots and join the Reformed theology movement, um, no. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm quite content with where I am. Um, you know, um, uh, I've learned all the rules in my messed up little playground, and I'm going to stay exactly where I am. And, uh, you know, so it's just, it's just, I think it's important to, for us to not only evaluate these things from an outside perspective, but having the courage to evaluate them from an inside perspective at the same time. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. You know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get critical, the first person we need to get critical with is, is ourselves. You know, you know, it'd be like me calling you bald. <laughs> you know, you may be a little further along. I also keep mine a little closer to the scalp. <laughs> we'll say follicularly challenged. <laughs> all the, all of my hair slid off my head and landed on my back. It's just the way that works. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at some point in time. Strangest place for a comb over, but it all works. Um, so, um, so, like I said, um, me and Jose have known each other for Oh gosh, since 1987. Yep. And on, yep. in March of 87, my family moved from Germany, uh, to the metropolis. Uh, you know, we, we, we so I, I come from a military family and my dad said, Hey, we were in Germany in the early 80, 87. My dad said, Hey, we're moving. We're getting reassigned. We're going to, going to New York. 
And all of us kids were like, yay, New York. You were thinking New York City. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, was all, it was all good. And then he pointed on a map where the Thousand Islands were. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's yeah. like, that's not New York. It's Canada. <laughs> not far from Canada at all. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, but we moved up to uh, Alex Bay, and I started going to Alexandria Central School, home of the Purple Ghosts. Yay. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we immediately fit in as military family. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was not the same uh, as far as it is today, as far as the, the military acceptance. Um, it was, it was way different back then. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, well, Jose and I were in the same grade. And uh, uh, so that's that's kind of how we met. And when we first met, um, he was weird. And uh, he was he was one of those born again or Christians that um, that was just very very strange and it was horrible. horrible. Um, yeah, I, I didn't understand people like that. How, how could anyone be you know so religiously narrow minded? Um, but uh, but you know at the same time we were in the same classes most of the time, so we didn't have a choice. So friendship it is. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brother. <laughs> well, so it was it was good. You know, we go through high school and we sort. I mean, we kind of knew each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't like we were hanging out a lot on the weekends. No. You know, but we we knew each other. And we were friendly enough, and um, then I we graduated. I went off to college. Um, I came back and. Uh, uh, became a Christian, which no one in my school would have ever thought was going to actually happen. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I think after a year or so, I got hooked up with this ministry in Clayton called Generation Next. Um, and uh, it was a youth ministry, and I started working with them, and we needed worship team members. And uh, so, did, now, so how, did we bump into each other at one of them? I think we bumped into each other at the Christian bookstore in Watertown first, and we got talking yes. about it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I missed that bookstore. Yeah, that was, great. yeah it was a, a fun little spot. You always knew, you always, you walked in, everything smelled like an old Baptist church, you know. It's just, it's just great, you know. Mm-hmm. Old the, books. Yep. Yeah. But if, but if you wanted a commentary from the 1800s, you would find it there. <laughs> Somehow the Barones knew, like, that's what everyone wanted. And people, yeah. and, and they were just, they were just great. You can't find Christian bookstores like that anymore. You sure can't. No, that's just. But I remember I was in there and I saw you, and I took a double take. I'm like, George, George uh, Gray. He's he's drunk and lost. He's <laughs> he, he, the Hitchin Post yeah. bar was next door. I think you went to the wrong door, George. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the bathroom for the Hitchin Post, buddy. I don't know what's what's going on. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. But uh, yeah, and then. Uh, uh, and then I got you connected with uh, with Gen X. Mm-hmm. You know, not only was I a Christian, I was a worship leader. Right. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> that was. It was a very strange series of years uh, at, at that point. Crazy. Yeah, but we did this. This was like a traveling youth ministry, mm-hmm. and um, we would go all over the North Country, and I mean, and just holding events, and it was it was insane. It was crazy. It was yeah. a blast, though. It's yeah. definitely a highlight of my young adult life. You know, do, be, meeting the people we met, the the experiences we had, yeah. the education we got from the, the both the good and the bad, yeah, and the ugly of the things we experienced. So, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. There's no ugly in ministry. Uh, <laughs> there's just there's just a series of friendships that yes. just that never create problems. <laughs> all people just get along all the time. With it's, no problem. That's right. There's never division in the no. church. No, there's never opinions. <laughs> Everyone is just automatically downloaded with the same information. 
Um, yep. But yeah, we would do these, we would do these youth events. Now, some of you may actually have gone to some of these yeah. youth events, and yeah, we were the two guys singing, you know, flood from <laughs> jars of clay over and, and over. over and over again. That and, um, Mercy is falling. Mercy is falling. Oh God, if I ever got to do that song again, it's too soon. I, re- <laughs> I refuse to jump with a hey oh. I don't yep. jump anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't even lift my eyes. Like, hey oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I want to annoy my, uh, my current worship leader, I'll pull one of those songs there out. There you go. Just, just because, uh-huh. you know. That's fun. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a, a ton of, a ton of fun. But there, there was a, a lot of people that, you know, over the years I've run into that have mm-hmm. come, that came to the Lord through those ministries. Yes, sir. And you never really realize kind of, kind of what happened, yep. you know. You know, now, weird side note, if any of you that are out there that might be listening, if you were part, if you took place took part in that ministry oh my gosh. or if you met the lord to that ministry we would love to get to we would love to know and uh, maybe uh, maybe you know connect with you sometime and talk and and, and get you on the podcast or something awesome. just to see kind of how you're doing now mm-hmm. you know like where are they now right um it'll be it could be a lot of fun but uh you know i mean obviously jose has been been in the church uh, a lot longer than i have mm-hmm. and um you know i came to the lord on my 20th birthday um, so I've got a lot of years before God, uh, you know, before God actually got a hold of me. So, you know, you end up with a little bit of a past and some history and some things that you learn from. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's important to remember, to remember those days and be grateful for where God has brought you from. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, since then it's just been, it's just, just been very interesting. But those, those early years in Gen Next were so formative. Absolutely. For, you know, who we are and, and, uh, the type of direction that our life has taken mm-hmm. and how much of our lives revolved around that. The, the women we married. Yes. Yeah. They both came from that, from that ministry. Yeah. We didn't have a prayer. <laughs> they were, it's like they got together and like, you pray for my husband. I'll pray for yours. And then they can't get away. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just pretty amazing, you know, Absolutely. but, um, uh, you know, but, one of the, I mean, this is, this is a little off topic, but one of the things that has always interested me is like, where are those people now? Mm-hmm. You know, those, those, those weird offshoot ministries that, yes. that come out, come out of the churches. Have we, have we gotten past that? Are we moving towards a time where that needs to, that's going to come back? You know, I think about that often. Uh, what, what we did was very unique for the time for Northern yeah. New York. Uh, was unheard of and we had, Catholics, Salvation Army, Methodists, Baptists, Pentecostals, all stripes came together for that ministry and it yeah. was really unique for the time. Yeah. And it, it just affected me. You remember the happy birthday, Jesus? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that night. So this was a birthday party for Jesus uh-huh. and, uh, we worked for, oh my gosh, months, like yeah. putting together video pieces yeah. and skits and getting yeah. music together. And, and we were, we, I mean, we had a cake, yeah. <laughs> you know, we had, we had a, yeah, we had a cake and, uh, we, we, <laughs> this is crazy. So, and this was all happening at the uh, Baptist church on John street, John street, John street and Clayton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so thankful for that church for, Amazing. for, for putting that on. I mean, they, they really, you know, all the, most of the people involved were not part of that church. Mm-hmm. You know, but they still, they still let us use the, use the spot. Chuck Constantino, love you, brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just so, so amazing. But we get into this, into this thing and it's like, seriously, it's like five minutes before the, the evening is going to start <laughs> and no one is there. Nope. There was, there was maybe four or five, five maybe. people there. And this, yeah. this church holds, you know, like three or four hundred. Yep. 
And we were just like, this is the worst <laughs> ever. What did we do? You know, it was horrible. Uh, so we all get together and we're like, guys, let's go back in the pastor's office and pray. So we go back yeah. to the pastor's office. We're just like, God, please, please <laughs> do something. And, uh, you know, we were ready, to, we were ready to just go out and do the best we could for those four yeah. or five people, you know, and we, and we would have, if there was only four or five people, we would have yep. given everything that we had to it. But we go out and, um, we walk out yes. the door. And no kidding, there's like 300 yeah, people. Packed. Yeah. Packed. We have no idea what happened. Like, they just like sort of appeared, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, we didn't even hear them coming in. Nope. And that church was loud. Yep. It was an old wooden building. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear everything. Every creak in the floor you heard. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was just, it was just nuts. But we walk out and all of a sudden there's 300 plus people there and, and they're all just like, oh! great. And now all of a sudden we had a little more energy. <laughs> A little more hope. Yeah. Mercy is falling was a little louder yes, that night. Yeah. Excitement. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was just awesome. But you know, those are, those are just unbelievable Great years, years, you know, early years. I mean, both of us know. So we were, we were the two primary youth preachers right. in the whole thing. And both of us have, have come to the point where that should have never been allowed to happen. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah. Just like, you know, they were really excited, but the judgment was a little off, you know. When we, uh, people ask me about those days, you know, so I, yeah, I remember you used to do this youth ministry thing and I'm like, oh, oh dear Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like, Please tell me you never listened to any of those messages. And you start to understand the goodness of God, uh, because in those, day, in those days, you're like, so did you preach often back then? I said, yep. Some of the worst messages I've ever preached in my entire life. Um, but I'm glad I got them out now. I got them out then because I don't have to deal with them now. <laughs> and you realize I will never say that again. You know, this was, this was ridiculous. You know, some people get hit in the face with pies, uh-huh. uh, you know, and almost get their nose broke. <laughs> yeah, that would be me <laughs> at Camden. Yep. Yeah. That kid. Camden Church. That kid had a strong arm. He, he was little too. Yeah. And I think when he hit you, I think the entire crowd, there were, there were several hundred people there. The entire crowd was like, ha ha, that, that collective inhale. <laughs> Are you okay? That was out of my memory banks. Thanks, George, yep. for bringing that painful memory back. Yeah. Oh, I just, you know, trying to, trying to help out. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, God was still faithful was. and, uh, and, and people got saved and, and, uh, just, you know, if, if nothing else, I, I, it was, it's what kept me on the path, you Absolutely. know, to, uh, to, uh, to ministry. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to have the opportunities to do that. It doesn't happen a lot anymore. It sure doesn't. You know? But that's the, that's, that's the beautiful thing about, uh, kind of growing up in ministry with, uh, when it, when it comes to serving God, you know, there's, there's, for those of you who are listening, I mean, there's people that are, that you, you are interacting with on a regular basis. Right. And these are people who are going to not only be connected with you for your life, they're going to be formative for your whole life. And they're going to help develop your theology. They're going to help develop sure. your understanding of marriage and yes. friendship and raising kids and like all of this stuff is going to come out of these, out of these relationships. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what's going on, I mean, maybe you're listening to this and you're having a hard time with someone that you've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah, chan- chances are, as much of a dork as they were to you, you've been a much more of a dork to somebody else. So yeah, so just 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 move on. I mean, forgive and move on, um, because that's what you're going to want someone to do at some point for you um, when you make those kinds of mistakes. And trust me, you will show the grace you want shown to you. Yeah, yeah, because those I mean, those friendships are are just amazing. Absolutely, and. uh you know, even though, like, over the years, I mean, it's been, my gosh, 22, 23 years since Gen Next? Yeah, about that. 
don't even like the idea, you know. Like, you gotta be kidding me, you know. I turned 49 this year and I just want to vomit. I turned 50 a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. Just wanted want to point that out. Yeah. I'm only 49. <laughs> Thanks, young man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well on my way though. Yeah, but you just get this idea, like, you know, you know, we're, we're the same age as old people. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just sad. But, uh, yeah, but you know, even though, even though we've, it's been a lot of years, throughout those years, every time, even the, the it, it may have been years b- before we had connected. Oh, yeah. So, it's so like we were, we weren't like, you know, um, after Gen X, I mean, there was, there was many, many years where we, we didn't connect for, 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 for a long time. Mm-hmm. But every time we did, it, you just pick right back up where exactly. you're going along. Same with our wives too. Yeah. Same relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You have that, you have that shared life experience, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, you just keep, keep moving and, mm-hmm. and then, uh, uh, it's 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 been pretty good, and then a little while ago we bumped into each other and we were doing some talking, and, and uh, uh, you know realizing that I wanted to start this back up. Jose's been looking for a way to kind of get back into doing some some teaching and some some kind of get his foot back into ministry because mm-hmm. uh, work is what it is, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what? Let's 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 do this. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's do this thing together. This could be fun, you know. And uh, you know, how much trouble do we think we can get into in a short period of time? I think it's a, I think it's a decent amount. Quite a bit, um, yes. Yeah. We know enough people from around the area, where I'm pretty sure we can develop some 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 serious issues. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, the good part is my pastor can't fire me because I am the pastor. Right. Yep. So it works out pretty well. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so what are we doing and why are we doing this? That's, that's kind of, uh, the, the, the next little step here in our little list of things to talk about so we don't go too far off track. Um, so over the last two or three years, uh, I've been doing and getting involved with what it's, what is commonly referred to as discernment ministries. You, you may, some of you may be used to listening to them. Um, names you may be familiar with are things like revealing on YouTube, like revealing truth, um, fighting for the faith with Chris Rosebro. Um, messed up church. Um, uh, what are some other ones? Uh, Relatable uh, with Allie Beth Stuckey. Yep. Um, uh, Cooper stuff. Yes. He's not as much discernment, but he does have some. Yeah. In his, Alicia Childers. In, Alicia Childers. Yep. 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 Um, uh, Mike Winger. Uh, Bible Thinker. Yes. Biblethinker.com. Yes. Uh, yeah, it gets better. We're, we're, you know, we're getting older, so we just have to, <laughs> yeah. the, the hamster doesn't run quite as fast as it used to. Um, so, but a lot of these ministries are, uh, and not all of them, but most of the ones we just, just named, they are, uh, they are types of discernment ministries, mm-hmm. and they've been calling attention to a group of people within the charismatic movement, mm-hmm. known more commonly as the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're, they're, they are not in the charismatic movement themselves. Uh, Justin Peters, people like that. They are actually in what is called the reformed movement. Um, and like John MacArthur and things like that. So it's, it's more, uh, reformed theology, Calvinism, that kind of, that kind of a a viewpoint. And, but the problem is the, the, the issues that they've been bringing up within the charismatic movement are completely valid. Mm-hmm. The the problems with the teachings of these these organizations like Bethel Church, um, uh, Hillsong, uh, Elevation, you know, they were they they were calling attention to these things for years, mm-hmm. and the charismatic church base has just been kind of thumbing their nose at them, saying, you know, look, this is you know we're not we're not interested in in uh, in what you think about this, um, by and large, but. At the same time as they've been calling attention to these doctrinal issues, and they are doctrinal issues, they've also been, uh, I would say, unfair. Agreed. To the bulk of the charismatic movement, um, you know, the uh, 
uh, the charismatic movement is not an illegitimate movement within within Christianity. Um, it is it is simply a different viewpoint mm-hmm. on the on the process of salvation and relationship with God. And uh, you know, and one cannot claim superiority over the other because at the end of the day, we're judged by God, not by each other. Mm-hmm. And so. For a while, I've been listening to these guys because the arguments are valid. Yes. But I have to kind of, you know, I, you get numb uh, at some point at, at at when they begin to speak down to the charismatic movement. And it's very, I'm not going to say discouraging, but it's, it's irritating. It's troubling. Yeah. They'll broad brush all charismatics and Pentecostals underneath the same category. They're, they're picking out very specific and very valid issues within the charismatic Pentecostal church, but they then apply it to the entire bulk of that, of that facet of Christianity. Yeah. And it just, it just doesn't work that that way. It's like finding a problem in one Baptist church and then applying it to all Baptist churches or all Catholic churches or all Methodist churches. Like, you know, it, it becomes a problem. There's something I say from the pulpit every now and then just to remind people to, to check their judgment that there's Probably the same amount of saved people in the Catholic Church as there are unsaved people in the yeah, Protestant absolutely Church. Absolutely agree. And you know, and I, and I get, I get the, the you know the, the collective hush at, at, at the same time when people hear that, like, <gasps> how can you say that? It's got nothing to do with the church you attend. It's, it's the, right. it's what you've done in your heart. And I'm, I, I'm not willing to say that just because someone attends a Catholic Church they mm-hmm. don't know the Lord. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I'm validating the Catholic doctrine either. Yes, Very much exactly. not. Yes. Um, so, so the idea of these series of podcasts are, um, to, 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 to take this in a, in a different direction. Yes. So there's one, there's one, um, you can come at this in a couple different ways. One way of coming at this is just being overly critical about every, overly critical about everything that is not, connected to your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you don't if you don't think like me, obviously you're wrong and therefore I can't I can't I can't relate to you. The best way to evaluate something that's that's not right is to do it from within. Sure. You know, and so if we're not willing to to check ourselves, you know, as charismatics, um, I have no problem looking at a lot of these doctrinal issues and going, no, this is completely whacked out. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this isn't just wrong. It's way wrong. Yeah. And some of the stuff we'll talk about is actually what I would consider witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm someone who came from a witchcraft background. And so when I see these things, like my alarm bells start going off in my mind um, and you start to start to realize kind of what's going on. Meanwhile, you see a lot of people in the same you know, in, in the charismatic church, just oblivious to it because, right. you know, what, uh, what some people call witchcraft, other people call the movement of the Holy Spirit, which is not quite the same. No, not no, exactly. There's some, there's some differences there. Um, so what we want to do is we want to evaluate these things, I think, honestly, critically, and biblically from within the conversation. So like inside, without destroying the charismatic church at the same time, you know, because I think that the charismatic church has a lot to offer. Um, and, uh, I think that needs to be preserved mm-hmm. in, the, in the, in the same way, you know? Agreed. What do you think? I think it's very important to do exactly as you said, look at it from our perspective, even though we're just two guys, but mm-hmm. we have similar roots in charismatic Pentecostal churches, but we do see the issues at hand that need to be addressed. And we we want to address that from a point of view as we're still Pentecostals. We still believe in the gifts of the, of the Spirit and the operation of the Holy Spirit in 2023, but we also see troubles in some other areas that uh, concern us, and we want to come from it from that angle, knowing that yes, there are issues, but there is also biblical 
charismatic Pentecostal Christianity. Yep. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's uh there, there is, there is something to be said for what the Pentecostal church charismatic church does bring. Probably should come up with like one yeah. word. We'll just say charismatic. It makes, okay. makes, it makes it easy. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think that'll just make it easier. And, um, so the, uh, uh, moving from that, in that perspective, I mean, it's not to say that there's not some historical issues Correct. that go on there. You know, mm-hmm. when I was, when I was early in the Lord, so part of this process is that, that as young believers, mm-hmm. even involved in ministry, oh, yeah. we didn't always believe things that were right. No, you true. know, um, and so we grow in our understanding. We, ex- we expand our knowledge, uh, as we, as we get older. And this is where, this is where training and discipleship Yes, sir. Uh, I think for the for uh, to a large degree, and I'll, I'll say this carefully. I think to a large degree, within the charismatic church, I think discipleship and directed education has failed a lot of people. I agree, because we we've um, for some people went so far off the spirit led mm-hmm. uh, ledge that they didn't actually value you know actual knowledge. You know, I can, I can remember early on preparing messages and asking people, so what should I do to prepare a message? And they say, you, you have everything you need in your Bible. You don't need to read anything else. And, you know, and as a young Pentecostal, I was like, yeah, that's exactly, I just, oh, I just need the Holy Spirit. And what I realized was that, that actually wasn't true. They'll actually use scripture to say, you have the Holy Spirit, so you have no need of men teaching you, mm-hmm. which is very not consistent through the scripture. No, we're so that's and it's it's interesting. It gets you the it gets you to the place where you realize that that people who are unstudied have a fear of people who are studied. Yeah, and and there is a uh, there is a, a benefit. I mean, knowledge puffs up. True, plainly, that's just that's just a, a truth. But at the same time, knowledge can also guard against error. Yes. <laughs> you know, and we're also I mean, encouraged to study to show ourselves approved, yeah. so we can give a defense to our hope. So it, and that's not just without the church, but also within the church with different um, points of view and perspectives. Yeah, when Paul was writing to Timothy and he says, you know, study to show yourself prove someone who rightly divides, divides the word of truth. The word of truth. And and uh and he says, you know, so we shouldn't be ashamed when we come before God. So but you know, the the younger you are, it's not about desire to learn the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just a simple fact that you haven't had the time to, to put into actually right. to actually learn anything. I mean people say that in order to become a professional musician you need ten thousand hours of practice. Yikes! You know, before you become what would they would consider an expert, ten thousand hours Yikes. of practice—that is insane. That's like a that's a full time job for like five, ten years. Yes. You know, yes. it's just it's just well, it's, uh, someone, some math person is going to be like, "You're an idiot. You don't even know how long that's supposed to be." Uh, you know what? Because I don't. Right. Um, but I know what ten thousand hours is a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. <laughs> you know. But, you know, why would we think that, um, that we would get, get any, uh, that we would be any different from a theological right. basis? You know, Absolutely. I mean, could you imagine if we placed the same standard of understanding and practice in other career fields as we do, you know, um, uh, preaching in the, in the charismatic church? I mean, can you imagine walking into a, into a doctor's office and the, the doctor's a charismatic? <laughs> And because he's a charismatic, he's led by the spirit, and I need my pancreas out. You know, it's like this is this is going to be just fine. He's led by the Lord. No, I want someone with ten thousand hours of practice doing this stupid surgery. You don't get any anesthesia. We have anointing oil <laughs> instead. We've got a we've got a selection of essential oils, and and here's some eucalyptus. It will it will it will help you. Please don't do that. You know. 
It just, I'll take the I'll take the learned doctor. Yeah, you yes. want the person with all the with all the all the experience. I remember uh, going to the hospital and visiting visiting my dad, and uh, he needed a uh, he needed his IV changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we get, <laughs> I tell the story every now and then, and I get there and the, the, uh, this was down at some um, university hospital in Syracuse, oh, yeah. you know, yep. and there's a, there's this, this pretty young phlebotomist who comes in, he's got, she's got a little car, she's like, da, 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 and, you know, and she was, she was, uh, I'm sure she was really young, you know, and she was really cute and dad was very happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, until, until the needle, until she got the needle out <laughs> and then that girl couldn't find a vein to save her life. And finally, he was just like, please, please. You know, he looks like a pincushion. He's just, he's just got holes all over. He's like, please yeah. call someone else. And thankfully, at that time, probably the oldest lady in the building shows up. I mean, you could tell. I mean, she's been, you could tell she had been there for a long time. She'd been doing this. And she was grumpy. She's not the person, like, if she came in the building, uh, the room first, no one's going to be like, oh, this is going to be fun. You're probably thinking, she's going to rip my arm off. <laughs> She walks in and she's just like, oh, goodness, what is wrong with you little girls? And within seconds, boom, done. Dad's like, I didn't even feel it. <laughs> like, I want the grumpy that. lady. That's that. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. No, let the, yeah, just, just, just nuts. You know, but when it comes to preaching, it is exactly the same thing. You know, we want to, we want to grow in our understanding as the years go by. And we need to, in, in order to do that, we've got to commit ourselves to study, you know, and there's uh, there is a there is a a very unfortunate truth when it comes to understanding the Word of God, and this this may not make sense to everybody, but if you really want to understand the Bible, you have to understand what's not on the page. Yeah, you know, there is there is yeah there is so much history and culture and society, family values, things that we don't understand naturally as 21st century American Christians. You know, we forget that the Bible was written to first century Easterners, yeah. you know, Eastern culture, Eastern traditions, um, with their societal needs and their, their, their societal issues and their governmental issues and, you know, the, the type of laws that they were bound to and the, the, there's so many things through scripture that are alluded to yes. that if you place a 21st century meaning on those, you miss. Yeah, so much. And it can take you way off, um, which is what happens. Um, So we study that. You know, we, 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 we study the in-between parts so that we can understand what it is that God is trying to get to us. So we, we mine the scriptures mm-hmm. to get that timeless truth out, and then we can apply that truth to us in a, in a more, more modern, sensible way. Yes. Um, but so many people don't do that, and if you're just led by the Spirit, um, boy, you can get really weird. Mm-hmm. You can get really weird. Uh, whenever I'm, whenever I'm visiting a church, you know, we'll take a vacation sometimes, or we'll go, go I'll listen to someone online, and uh, uh, just... You're just poking around, seeing, seeing who I can find. And you, eventually you find someone who's, who's like, you know, um, I'm not allowed to preach in my church. So I started this YouTube channel and I'm like, Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> what is about to happen? <laughs> and they're like, I've been, I was reading this passage and you know, most people look at it this way, but I was praying about it. I'm like, Oh, here we go. You know, and God told me that this actually means this. Uh-huh. Thinking, no, God did not talk to you. God, you did not hear from God. That was not you God. <laughs> you know? and, and this is as a charismatic. I'm hearing you did not hear from God. Right. Um, and you say that people are like you're just horrible. You you just you just jealous that they have a bigger following than they you have do. More revelation than yes. you. <laughs> There's more spirit in them. Like, no, that's not what happens. 
Uh, there might be a spirit in them, but it's just either vodka or something. It's not the Holy Spirit, but you know, I can't say anything else. It just gets and see, see. This is why I don't do this very often because you know, there there are times where I I, I sit down and think, and how did I get this job? <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a pastor. So my wife Samantha will go, "What do you do for a living?" I said, "I find people who are enjoying life and I fix it." <laughs> Well, truth is uncomfortable. It's it's yeah. it's nice to appeal to someone's to want to appeal to someone's emotions and make them feel better. But if it's based on a false truth, which obviously is not a truth, yep. uh, you're running into trouble. Yeah, which is why you need to, we need to study. Yeah, and know the word of God. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here for part one. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us for part two. It'll be coming out next week. Until then, Lord bless you.